It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. We call this our scattered thunderstorm season, as we release one episode each week in anticipation of our exciting winter daily podcast series starting January 17th. To learn more about our training programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Well, Eric, this is a very exciting week, and not just because we're both wearing blue. Uh, this this last week, <laughs> which is was like... not coordinated, nor was our green last week coordinated, nor well, was this our is... plaid the week before. <laughs> well, this is good. It, obviously, the Holy Spirit is in yes. even, uh, even clothing, in clothing. Cho- yes. choices. Uh, but this last week has been, or this this whole week is is a big week for you and Leslie. There's your guys' anniversary, yes. and then both of your birthdays yes. uh, are actually coming up in the next the, couple of days. So our anniversary, the day we first met. The next day is Leslie's birthday. The next day after that is my birthday. So it's just like huge week uh, for the Ludies. Yes. Well, then uh, happy anniversary and uh, happy you. birthday. Thank you. And thank you. you know, tell Leslie happy birthday as well. Uh, yeah, I'll pass it along. Uh, that's great. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about uh, well, we're going through a series. It's a twelve-part series. For those of you that are used to daily thunder being daily, I wouldn't blame you. It makes sense. It's in the name. We're in our scattered thunderstorms uh, <laughs> season where we're doing one a week, mainly to allow people to get. Get caught up in our previous series because we've just dumped a lot of content out there over yeah. the past six months, especially, but even over the past years. I mean, technically, we we've we've put a lot of content out, and which has been uh, really good. But these the last six months, it's been about. 45 minutes to an hour a day of content. That's hard for most people to stay up with. So we've had a few people drowning in it saying, I'm still in the summer. (laughs) You know, give me a little space. So that's what we're doing. And it's good for us, too, because we're able to prep our next series, which starts January 17th, which we're going to announce what we're teaching on next next week. week, Is that our debut or our unveiling uh, of it? That's right. We may not give a whole lot of details. Oh, we'll Uh, build that throughout. I was like, we might might want to drag that out a little bit, but at least we'll we'll tease (laughs) it out enough where we'll at least give the concept. Do you think people are going to like it? Do you think it's going to be exciting? I'm excited. I know. So am I. So So, I guess whether or not people agree with us. (laughs) So, but I, I think it'd be good for us to at least review one of the series that people may have missed this fall, it was your series over the fall. It was called Abundantly, and it was a, a, a expositional study in Ephesians. Could you just give a little uh, framework for that, a little background for that, so people can know what they may have missed and what they might need to go back and catch? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I have studied Ephesians for a, at least... Ever at least... since I've known you, yes. <laughs> yeah, a little while. Which is a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, and... I thought it would just kind of be fun in this last season just to keep my study going. We, uh, In the early part of Daily Thunders, we were I, I went back and restarted preaching through the early part of Ephesians. Yeah. And so where I happened just to be in this fall was the end of chapter 3, which is the second prayer that Paul prays in the book. And it really is one of my favorite sections of Ephesians. Paul is just like he's stepping back, talking about the grandeur of Jesus Christ and that Jesus would be everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so he's praying this incredible prayer for those in Ephesus and therefore, by extension, us. And he ends that whole section in verse 20, 21, talking about the exceedingly abundantly beyond that God is able to do, you know, abundantly beyond all that we could ever ask or imagine. And so I was kind of building around that idea that that Jesus is all that we need. And he's actually able to do in our lives far more than you could even hope or expect or even dream of. And so just the whole whole series was just a, a delight of... Jesus, basically. So, uh, yeah, if someone hasn't watched that or listened to that, I'd highly encourage them to go back. And, and it's fun because it's we're just taking it 
little piece by little piece, and we're just walking expositionally, which just means uh, more of an in-depth study of every little tiny section, every verse yeah. um, to that whole passage. So That's great. So in this series that we're going through, which is what basically the month of November and December and halfway through January, it's 12 weeks, and it's called A Thousand Daily Deaths. Could you give the basis, because I remember when we were talking about this series, give the quote that we're even getting that from. Yeah, so there's that great idea that if, if you're going to actually live the Christian life, if you're going to uh, even esteem a martyr's life very specifically, and it's one of those things that we talk about frequently is just that idea of if, if God is preparing us to be all out on Jesus, if, if God is preparing us to live in such a way where we're willing to die, well, the way you're prepared to die for Christ is not some, you know, overnight, woo, I'm ready. It's, it's actually choosing a thousand daily deaths. And the road to martyrdom, so the quote was, the road to martyrdom is paved with a thousand daily deaths. That I, I need to choose today to die to my flesh, to die to my selfishness, to die to my whatever, and, and live for Christ. And that actually prepares you over, over time to, to, to die a and live that that life. So for all of us listening and you and I, right now it's like, okay, let's live well today. Yep. We're not, you know, we, we have no control over some of the things that are happening in our future, but we do have a life that we can say something about today and we can make choices. And so one of the things we're doing in this 12-week series is giving 12 key truths that are desperately needed in this hour for all of us as Christians. And it's not like you couldn't argue, is there an hour when they're not needed? No, but they're especially acutely needed. And right. the American, especially that's where we're from, the North American church has been in a slumberous state. And in many regards, this is very good for us. Uh, it's very good for us to be stirred and to be awakened to the fact that we need the fullness of the gospel in order to live the Christian life. It's like, mm-hmm, that, that's, that's a good observation. This particular truth, we typically call it fortification. It's it originally comes, I think the best picture in the Bible is Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, which is when the enemy comes in, one of the things he always wants to do is break down walls because a, bro a city with broken down walls has no defense. And so as a result, they can be controlled by the nations surrounding. They're no longer a threat. But a, a city with walls is something to be reckoned with. And so what you see when God is restoring his people and bringing them back to Jerusalem, they're going to build the temple, and then they're going to surround that temple. The city walls are going to be rebuilt in 52 days. It's an incredible story, and you can read it in the book of Nehemiah. But in a, in a sense, that's a parallel with the new covenant uh, life of a believer, that God is wanting to establish the throne in our soul and to return as we become his dwelling place. We become the temple. And then he wants to wall us in. He wants to make us strong so that we're not susceptible to every single thing the enemy has up his sleeve, every con, every trick, every bluff, every lie that he brings out. And right now, I feel like the body of Christ is extremely susceptible. It's like we're just being played right and left by the enemy because in, in many ways, we're not fortified. We're not walled in. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think for a lot of Christians, there's these huge breaches in their wall, to, to use that mm -hmm. metaphor. It's like there's that uh, there's been a bomb blast and half the wall is taken out. Yeah. Well, those are sometimes a lot easier to recognize because it's like, well, obviously... Uh, if I'm if I'm committing murder every weekend, mm -hmm. there's obviously a huge problem yeah, in my in my, problem. my soul <laughs> <You know? laughs> and other people's uh, now too. But a lot of us, because we don't have this major bomb blast and this major breach, 
we actually just presume we're fine. And we forget that the enemy will use any grip he can. So whether it's a foothold or a toehold, yeah. any time that there's an opening, uh, a grip in, in our soul, he will he will leverage that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, biblically, you know, some of those are very clear, like fear and anxiety are, are breaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, unforgiveness yep. is a breach. Mm-hmm. And so as you walk through Scripture, you begin to recognize that one of the reasons we're not to live in sin and we're, and we're to seal up breaches is because, well, the moment we allow that open door, and I'd love for you to give that illustration, mm-hmm. it actually allows access to the enemy mm-hmm. to harass and, and cause just chaos in our life. Yep. You give an illustration uh, using doors and windows. Could you yeah. even give that? Because I think it's such a great picture sure. of what this looks like. Well, in a you know, we don't live in castle walls and things like that anymore. I wish we that, did. That yeah, just sounds fun. fun. It would be. Uh, moats. <laughs> With alligators uh, and yeah. lava. <laughs> Close the gates! Uh, just sounds fun. Uh, but we live in a very different time period of history. And so to liken a fortification, I, I use like a typical house. If a typical house is lacking doors and windows and it's extremely hot out, well, then guess what? That extreme heat is going to enter in through the open doors and the open windows. What if it's extremely cold out? Well, that extreme cold is going to enter in through the uh, open doors and windows. If it was always temperate out, well, who cares, right? But most of us live in cultures and in climates that aren't necessarily going to just be uh, San Diego, okay? And so we have to have windows and doors. And sometimes even in San Diego, you can get some bugs in there. And so there's things, bugs and temperature that want to creep in or wild beasts. Those could creep in too. We don't want that. (laughs) And so as a result, I remember I was having a conversation with my kids about this. And I said, imagine it's 10 degrees or negative 10 degrees outside. Uh, and imagine it's gusting, blowing, icy, like wind. Uh, and it's like uh, gathering snow. It's, it's blizzard conditions out there. And uh, what should we do with that back door? What if I were to open it right now? So I walked over to the back door and, you know, what would happen if I opened it? And they, they were concerned about that because then that cold would come in. And I said, so what's the wise thing to do? If well, imagine I had the door open, I was like, wow, it's cold in here. I feel a breeze. What should I do? I should close the door. And that's this, that's Christianity right there. The spirit of God is going to awaken us to what I call drafts. I'm like a draft expert in the Ludi house. It's like I stand in the middle of the house. And I'm like, oh, I feel a draft. There's a door or a window open. And if it's cold out, it's not that hard to pick up on a draft because you feel it. And the same is true in, with the spirit of God. There's something that he gives us. And it's translated as self-control or as temperance, depending on your translation. But temperance is a very interesting translation for it because it's like, okay, it's either too hot or too cold. I'm sensing it. And that's the same with our, we've grown too warm towards the world or we've grown too cold towards God. Either way, we are, we are off and we need to be temperate in our relationship with God. We need to have the right, uh, temperature in our house. We need to maintain the walls. We need to maintain the doors. We need to maintain the windows. Something's off. And so if something's off, what should you do? You should correct it. And that's why the Holy Spirit is convicting us. So that's the illustration I use for my family. It's just like, if you leave the the back sliding door open all night long in the middle of a winter blizzard, what happens? Your couch has a snow drift on it the next day, and it shouldn't surprise you. And many of us are waking up with snow drifts on our couch, spiritually speaking, and it's something that needs to be remedied. But how do you remedy it? You close the door. You repair what is wrong so that you can begin to have a right outcome. That's really good. 
Well, obviously the first step in all this is that someone needs to be aware of breaches, mm -hmm. which really I think as long as we're submitted to Jesus and we're actually open and seeking, and as we come before his word and just say, Lord, I, will you measure me against your standard? Yep. If there's anything in this word that is in contradiction to my life, my yeah. life needs to change. So I don't change the word to match my life. I yeah. allow God to change my life to match the word. But do you have a practical of, okay, now that I see a breach, now that I see this open door or open window, now what? Like, yeah. what, what do I do to become fortified? Yeah. Well, the first step is always repentance, which means, okay, God, I agree with you. My behavior is wrong. And I want to go in the direction of right. Now I need wisdom of how to do that. And so this is where faith comes in to say, okay, I trust God that you lead me. You, you're you the one that showed me the breach. So you're also the one that has the remedy. And that remedy is Christ. But sometimes it's a practical thing, like a, something that needs to be done. If you're harboring unforgiveness as a breach, well, then there's an action associated with that. And that is to forgive. However, you might say in and of myself, I don't have the power to forgive. And you might be correct. It might be such a deep wound that humanly speaking, you're lacking what you need. And so what do you need? You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need God to work the power of forgiveness in and through you, which he's ready to do. And that's how we function in this, that first of all, we acknowledge we need that door repaired or that window repaired. And then we come to God and we say, God, I need you to work in and through me to seal up this breach. Sometimes it's it's just a repentance. Sometimes it's a making of restitution. It's like, okay, I, I stole. I need to now give that back plus interest. I need to humble myself and I need to make this right. Whatever it is, that's a step of obedience that the spirit of God prescribes in the process. And in so doing, it actually seals up and creates a an impermeable barrier about your soul. So the devil can't ha play his, his games with you anymore. That's really good. Well, if you're recognizing you need some tools and resources to live the Christian life, we call that basic discipleship. And we have some great programs, whether it's our online training or whether it's our season of training every summer and fall. So if you like to be trained and be discipled in some of these things like fortification, I would highly encourage you to check out ellersley.com. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. To learn more about our training programs or to support this podcast, visit us at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.